Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Thursday, the 12th of January. Today, we get the release of US December consumer price inflation. This statistic does not measure the cost of living in the United States. And the largest part of consumer price inflation is a fictitious price that no one pays. However, politicians are simple people who do not understand that the economy is a complex place, and so they tend to cling to consumer price inflation as an inflation metric. It does matter to indexation, so US tax brackets and a lot of US government spending, and so in that sense is fiscally relevant. And, of course, US Federal Reserve Chair Powell's great June policy errors unnecessarily elevated the importance of consumer price inflation to central bank policy making. So today's data does matter to markets, even if its relationship to the lived economic reality of normal US households is actually quite weak. The expectation is for deflation in the month-on-month change in the headline measure owing to energy prices and a moderation in the year-on-year rate for both the headline and the core measures. The first wave of recent US inflation, the transitory increase of durable goods prices from 2021, has completely reversed. Durable goods prices have been falling for the past three months and the level of durable goods prices is currently below where it was at the start of 2022. The second wave of US inflation, the commodity price shock, is clearly fading. That's what's driving down the headline number today. The third wave of inflation, the profit margin expansion wave, is now what is in focus and under pressure. And this raises the risk that inflation will fall faster than anticipated by economic models in the coming months. A profit-driven inflation has the potential to change more quickly than the more conventional wage-driven inflation. However, not all sectors will experience profit margin expansion equally. Spending patterns have changed, and in some areas, consumers are likely to carry on consuming even if prices and profit margins remain somewhat higher. For the longer term, the question reverts to one about wage pressures. Although wages are not driving inflation at the moment, they are normally the dominant part of an inflation story, so the future for wage growth does matter. While nominal wages have been high, real wages have been catastrophically negative. This cannot carry on, and the decline in inflation should bring some stability to real wages. The point here is that falling real wages are completely inconsistent with the idea of strong pay bargaining power. While people might look at the unemployment rate and suggest that the labour market is tight, that's just not then being borne out by the wage settlements where it matters. The job vacancy numbers, in the US in particular, have been structurally increased relative to history, but are high relative to unemployment. However, they're not especially high relative to the level of hiring. And this suggests that there is a labour market where people are moving around a lot, but not necessarily a labour market where hiring problems are dominant.
If people stop switching jobs so much, a lot of the labour market headline indicators will suddenly start looking a lot softer. Note that some people may try and use service sector inflation today as a gauge of wage pressures, but this has to be done very carefully. A majority of service sector inflation, which includes things like owner's equivalent rent, is just not wage-related at all. Away from the heady excitement of the US consumer price inflation data, the ECB will be publishing its economic bulletin. Do we care? Listener, we do not. China has already published its consumer and producer price inflation data. Consumer price inflation was very slightly higher, and producer price inflation was less negative than in the previous month, but the change in producer price inflation was not as dramatic as the market had anticipated. Food prices were a big part of the consumer price inflation number, and this is an entirely parochial affair. China does import, but basically doesn't export food, and food price changes are normally due to exclusively domestic influences. Falling pork prices suggest that food will fade as an inflation driver in the coming months. There's little to no global read-through from this. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.